Hi, this is Regeline Sabat, also known as Gigi. You're listening to Walk With Me podcast. My guest today is Angie Raycock. Angie's a certified financial planner. Welcome to the show, Angie. Thank you. Gigi is teaching me all kinds of great things about StreamYard and how to try to work this on my iPhone over here. So bear with me. I am trying. I have refreshed and I am trying to get this so I can share it on my page. Yes, not a problem. Take your time. <laughs> there you go. Understand. I love it. Now, can you start off by telling us about you and where you are from? Oh, my God. Um, I was a military brat. I was actually, my father was an Air Force navigator, an officer, and I was born in Northern California, and both my parents were Midwestern. Um, by the time I started school, I ended up in Georgia transfer to Warner Robins and bounced around a little bit. Um, and then, then the folks retired. My um, my father went on his military career. Uh, my mom and I, with my stepfather, I grew up in South Georgia, Middle Georgia, East, which is a small town uh, in Central Georgia, Dodge County. We had a whopping two red lights. And yes, we drove around the Dairy Queen on the weekend with large hair <laughs> for fun. Um, so people wonder, it's like, where? She doesn't fit in here. Where did she come from? Um, but I fit into the um, Southern culture quite well. And I learned my primary job was taking care of other people. Um, I've always been a good person to jump in there and handle a situation. It'd be like, you know, just get in there and do it. Yes, I can. Um, in our family, we had a heating and air conditioning business. And growing up with, you know, I mean, it, it was happening all around me. My mom was calling in orders to get parts, making appointments. Um, my stepdaddy was going on calls. We were, you know, it was a full family kind of operation. But I was only eight years old. So what do you do? I became the accountant. I used to get there with one of those big, you know, those big notebooks of checks. And you'd open it up and it was big. When you're eight, it's real big. And I had the calculator sitting up there, and it had the scroll of paper that went. And I would pay bills, and I would write. I had to print very clearly on those checks, and I had to put the amount we had in, the amount that was taken out, and the amount that was left over here on the tab. And I had to write them out clearly, and I had to clip them to the bill and have them all stacked so when Daddy came in, he could sign them. And so I quickly, I was always good at math. So I quickly got that that was what I did. Um, I went through high school doing just everything. Uh, I did everything from all the clubs. I was a feature twirler. I was a matronette. I wore sparkly outfits and twirled the time. I got to be in pageants. Um, I rode dirt bikes. I um, got to do all kinds of tomboy activities that were lots of great fun. And I never saw why I shouldn't do anything. It's like, well, you shouldn't do that. You're a girl. Really? It just made it more attractive to me to think I wasn't supposed to be doing it. So um, I got to, got to looking at colleges, and I was really good at math. That's what I liked. Um, didn't know what I wanted to be. And talked to a, a recruiter and it was to either go into physics or finance 
I thought about it. And they said, well, if you go into finance and you decide to go to physics, moving from business school to science school is easy. But if you do physics and you want to go to finance, moving into the business school is hard. I said, okay, I'll keep my options open. And as soon as I got in and got my feet wet at UGA, in between having fun, doing things with my friends, I was in the honors program and coming out of Dodge County, you gotta understand this was, I was not in, in a competitive school system starting out. And I got to UGA and I'm with all these private school Atlanta people. They knew stuff I didn't even know existed. They, and they knew all about it. So I was convinced I had to work hard. So in between having fun, which I didn't miss out on that, I worked hard and I became one of the top students in the finance area. And my, I, not only did I get in and get in the honors program, but I stayed in and was able to graduate with honors. My degree is in finance with a focus on market analysis and my minor was in statistics. I worked my way through school. I always had a job. Um, I worked at a private kennel. Um, hopefully mom's not on here. I worked at a liquor store. I worked at whatever I needed to do to make that money, pay those bills, and go to school. And I came out into a very challenging job market in Atlanta in the early 1990s. It was hard to get a job. Um, I waited tables. And it was all the stuff I did to help with businesses, to run things and pay my own bills that got me through that I learned more about business and finance than I ever learned in the classes that I made AT. So coming in, go ahead. It sounds like quite the journey you had yeah. there. And I saw people around me, I'm very observant. I, I love to watch people and I've watched people. And I looked at it and I was looking at that some people seemed resilient and some people having reps. And you start looking at that and you start looking at how people handle things to be resilient. And as a young person in Atlanta, a lot of it was about money. Making it and keeping it and managing it wisely so that I could get from one step to the next step and keep advancing forward. So I continued working. Um, I got a job um, as a cost accountant. I ended up tempting for a company that hired me as a controller at the age of 24. And God bless them for giving me the opportunity and believing in me. But um, I started out as a controller for target marketing systems that changed to on target and later sold to Siebel. Very successful business. But I always learned it by hitting my feet and running. Um, I had my Series 7 before I graduated college. And after I got rid of that, I tried, you know, got there, I was fixing them lose my seven and I thought, you know what I really want to go into is investing. And that was, you know, post Gordon Gecko age when investing had gotten very sleazy and slipped back. Um, and I learned about this new concept and it was very new back then. It was called financial planning. And it was actually doing all this and using it with integrity to take good care of your clients. Um, there were these big words that were the buzzwords at the time, diversification. And everybody now is like, of course you diversify your investments, Angie. And I was like, no, that was a big, big thing. 
asset allocation, all those kinds of things. And I really wanted to know more. And as I knew more, I have um, been practicing in Atlanta for closing in on 28 years. Let's hope that the lights and, and the filters are helping me out here. But um, what I've learned at going through this is that everybody has questions, everybody has concerns. And the one thing I can promise you is we're all in this together. Let me ask, you got bills to pay, don't you, TK? That's right, yes, ma'am. You got taxes? Yes, ma'am. Yeah, you got insurance issues? You gotta take care of your insurance and your health? And something's gonna happen, you got people around you to take care of? You got family? You got property? And somehow or another, we've got to go into this world that's ever-changing and figure out how to take care of ourselves and our loved ones. And that's what I do with people, their finances, their family. Um, I work with a great team of other advisors, their CPAs, estate planning attorneys, um, consultants on um, long-term care, how to take care of your parents, what to do when you bring your mama down from Tennessee to take care of her here in Georgia. Make sure she gets her will changed and estate planning done. What's going to happen if taxes change and who are the people that are going to be? What's the profile of the person that's going to change is going to impact the most? And how can I get out in front of that and help people make choices? Um, each year, things have changed. My clients, God bless us, continue to get older and keep having changing and more challenging situations. And it pushed me to further my education in getting a CFP, which is a Certified Financial Planner, a CHFC, which is a Charter Financial Consultant, which takes it into the business realm. Um, I'm not an attorney, but I'm dangerously educated on estate planning and help people and give them a heads up, work with their attorneys. I'm not a Bye-bye. We have had a technical issue. <laughs> but I keep thinking as life goes on, you keep looking and I can't I keep seeing people and I kept and that's how it's like I can help you with that. And one of the things that um Gigi, you have an amazing background, an amazing education. You have done great and successful things. And you are not, you don't need the filters as much as I do. You're beautiful, Angie. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that with us. Now, Angie, can you tell us more about the major challenge that you had to overcome in your life to be where you are today? I think the major challenges I had to overcome is to simply step up, have confidence in myself and ask for the business. So look at me, I can do this. I have the solution. This is how I can solve your problems. And not only will I solve your problems, but I'll continue to take care of it. And as soon as I started stepping up in life, 
and taking taking authority and taking responsibility for taking care of myself, everything started coming together. Very powerful. Now, what is your why that keeps you going, Angie? My why that keeps me going is people, I keep finding people that could be doing better than what they are. They could be improving, they're caught in difficult situations and they need help to improve their situations. And I don't leave anybody. Um, I just keep moving forward. And I think that is my, my goal as a person and as a Christian here is that I was meant to take care of people in some way, somehow, that is financial care providers. And um, I will always step up and do all that I can, the best that I can, and utilize the resources that I have to help take, take care of people at the optimum level. Amen. Very powerful. Now tell us more about what gives you happiness in your life. I have lots of awesome things that keep me happy. Um, I have uh, financial planning is my full time, 365 days a year. Um, kind of a business. I also have Golf for the Kids. Golf for the Kids is a single event. It takes up about three quarters of my year that I'm working two businesses at once. Golf for the Kids is a golf tournament that benefits children's health care of Atlanta. I have an amazing advisory board full of the coolest professionals and the best people ever. Um, they run the gambit all over the board uh, here in Atlanta. And we get sponsorships together, and we have pulled together a fantastic event at Country Club of the South, which you're down in Florida, Gigi, but up here, Country Club of the South is high, high. It is a beautiful golf course. And um, I cannot believe it. Um, this year was my 14th annual event. And as this year started and COVID hit, I did not think we were going to be able to have it. I did not think my sponsors from the past, all the business owners, all the companies would be able to squeeze out extra money to sponsor an event for golf for the kids. I got a couple of people gave me some significant pushes and we decided we're going to have the event. Last year, 2019 was a very prosperous year and I wrote a check $46,000. And I've got to tell you, we work to get it. We work. And this year, I was not even thinking I could make it happen. And when we talked to to our um, liaisons at Children's Health Care, they said, Angie, if we could keep it on the calendar, that would be great. All of our spring and all of our summer events have been canceled. And I felt bad. And I looked at my co-chairperson, Mark McKenzie, and I said, we can't, I, we can't raise another $46,000. Mark, how much do you think we could raise? I put him on the spot. And he shuffled his feet around. Um, we were having our official meeting. We had to have it outdoors. So we had it at an ice cream stand called Frosty Caboose here in Atlanta. So those of you who are, who are watching that are from Atlanta, I'll just plug the Frosty Caboose. Mark is kicking around in the dirt. And he looked down and he said, I think we could raise $25,000. And I just swallowed hard because number one is I thought $25,000 was going to be hard to raise this year. And that was a, such a huge step down from 
I've got to tell you, my advisory board is tenacious. They don't step down, and we all just kept asking. We had an amazing event. It was full of golfers. It was October 25th. We netted a check for $60,000. Not 16, 60. And we were able to go to um, Children's Health Care on Giving Tuesday, the Tuesday after Thanksgiving. Stand up there in the freezing cold with our masks on, with a big check, and um, provide a check for $60,000 for Children's Health Care of Atlanta. So taking care of those kids and part of our money funds the service animal program at CHOA means the world to me. Even when I'm not there like today, I'm here with you, the service animals that we support are on the floor of the Children's Health Care of Atlanta, taking care and um, helping those children get through what they need today. Because what they're doing each and every day is so much greater than what you and I have ever done on any day. Um, Absolutely amazing, Angie. Thank you for sharing with us. Now, what is your best advice to the audience for walking with purpose and living a life of happiness? Walking with purpose and living a life of happiness. Number one, find out what makes you brood. I like taking care of other people. I like finding solutions. I like having fixes and getting it done. Um, that feels really great for me, but it doesn't have to be what you do. I mean, for some people, this is a weight. So having the honesty and being authentic about yourself and finding out what really makes you happy. Number two is quit worrying about everyone else and what they think, because honestly, they don't think about you. They seriously don't. You spend your time thinking about them. They don't think about you. So be honest with yourself. Um, I love doing this with children's health care. I love playing golf. I love being with people who are authentic, that aren't fancy, that really are expressed in life and are all different walks of life. I like a wide variety. Um, I also love animals. That's part of why the service dog program means the world to me. And I, I happen to have two Sphinx cats that are badly behaved. And I'm really impressed that no one has bombed me so far on this, on this streaming. But it is oh no oh no do you see who that is, this is yes pamela drake says having a daughter like angie makes parenting a joy we are so proud of her thank you for listening in pamela oh, listen and that's my mom you got it. <laughs> <laughs> you see, now you know where to find mom but um hi <laughs> nice to meet you <laughs> but it is just you know do what you want and do what makes you happy. And there's a lot of times in life that other people, if you're happy, a lot of people are going to dislike you because they're not. It has nothing to do with you. And I think one of the things we have to recognize is that other people are doing their lives and it wasn't up to, it wasn't ever up to me to make them happy. When I'm happy, a lot of people, if I'm happy, if you're a happy person, you look at me and you're like, yay, there's a happy girl. I'm a happy girl. If you got something going on in your life, you'll throw rocks and have to Don't let that bother you. Stay your course and do what you love, and your tribe will form around you. Because you'll find other great women that aren't intimidated by strength, by authority, 
by um, by you stepping up. As a matter of fact, you will inspire strong women to step up and do their own thing. Um, my life, I've got a really good team around me. And when I need help in areas of life, I pick up the phone and call. Now, I have a great practice because those people, they, like me, they need help. And when they need help around finances, they pick up the phone and they call me. And when they find other people around them that need help, they say, hey, who do you need to talk to? She'll be honest. She'll be straight. She'll give you the right answer. And um, I, my phone rings frequently. And it's like, can I help you? And they're like, I hope you can. Um, so most of my business now comes from a referral-based business. And by having a sincere heart, being truthful to people, and being mostly truthful to who you are, um, you will lead a great life. And it will not always look great, but in the end, it will feel great. I promise. Amen. Very powerful. Angie, thank you so much for being a guest on the Walk With Me podcast. I appreciate you. Now, where can the audience find you? The easiest way to find me is to come to Atlanta and let's schedule something fun. <laughs> but in the in the midst of that, give me an email and send it to Angie at financialcareproviders.com. And we can always find the time set aside to have a phone call, to have a Zoom meeting. Um, when the world isn't so covid we'll meet face-to-face but we can find a time to find and learn more about your situation. And I need to learn about your situation first. I don't have the answers unless I can get what's going on with you and to give you uh, accurate and insightful information that will help your situation. Very powerful. Ladies and gentlemen, make sure to check out Angie at financialcareproviders.com. Again, that's financialcareproviders.com. And Angie, again, thank you so much for being a guest on Walk With Me podcast. I hope you have a blessed day. Thank you. Bye, everybody. Bye.